gospel reading for this morning comes from Mark's gospel, beginning in the 12th chapter at the 38th verse, and Mark wrote these things. And in Jesus' teaching, he said, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and like greetings in the marketplaces and have the best seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at feasts, who devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers, they will receive the greater condemnation. And he sat down opposite the treasury and watched the people putting money into the offering box. And many rich people put in large sums. And a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins which make a penny. And he called his disciples to him and said to them, Truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box, for they all contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? O Lord, creator of all that is, you look with love on all of your people of whatever race, culture, and religion, and we ask you to bless us this day and send your Holy Spirit upon us and upon all the diverse peoples of our world, the spirit of peace and of justice, of understanding and reconciliation. May people of violence allow themselves to be touched by the plight of those who suffer. And may your spirit help broaden the horizons and deepen the understanding of us all. Open our ears, our minds, and our hearts to your word for us this day. For we pray these things through Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Amen. The lady's husband had heart surgery, and she received a letter saying her husband had inherited $1 million. And she was worried about her husband's health, so she called their pastor and asked him to tell the good news to her husband. So the pastor said to the husband, Joe, if you were to have $1 million, what would you do? And Joe responded, why, pastor? I'd give it to you. And the pastor died of a heart attack. <laughs> you know, for Jesus and his fellow Jews, the temple in Jerusalem was arguably the most important place on earth. Individuals and families brought their sacrifices, and the priest carried out the ritual actions required to make those, those sacrifices satisfactory to God. And the temple was just a massive complex of gathering spaces, marble walls, columns, mitzvahs, or ritual baths and staircases. And Jesus would have likely been teaching in one of those areas, outer areas of the temple, because women were only 
allowed to go so far as the court of women, which just so happened to contain the treasure where people deposited coin offerings into the dedicated boxes. This is where Jesus was when he observed the widow. Now, it was the festival of Passover, arguably the most important and busiest time of year in the temple. Thousands of Jews would have come from all over the Roman Empire to bring sacrifices and, frankly, to enjoy the party. For those who wanted to really celebrate Passover at the fullest, Jerusalem was the place to be. Now Mark prefaces the story of the widow with an account of Jesus blasting the religious leaders of the day for their greed, their outward displays of piety, and their exploitation of the poor. Beware of the scribes, Jesus tells his followers. They devour widows' houses, and for the sake of appearance, they say long prayers. In word and deed, in the days leading up to this widow's last gift, Jesus offers one biting criticism after another of the economic and political exploitation he just witnessed all around him. He makes mockery of Roman pomp and circumstance when he rides into town on a donkey. He cleanses the temple with a whip. He refuses to answer the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders when they demand to know the source of his authority. He outwits the religious leaders on taxes, exposes them with a parable about a vineyard owner and a murdered son, confounds them on the question of resurrection, and befuddles them with riddles about his connections to King David. So why now? Would he turn and praise a widow for endangering her existence to support a temple institution that he clearly has troubles with? The simple answer is this. He doesn't. I think we need to read this story very carefully. Jesus never commends the widow, applauds her self-sacrifice, or invites others to follow in her footsteps. He just simply notices her. And he wants the disciples to notice her too. And Jesus draws a contrast between the many rich who are throwing much and the poor widow who threw in two insignificant little coins. And he encourages his disciples to look at what she's done. The truly I say unto you is when the hairs on the back of your neck should stand out and your radar antennas ought to go up. When you read that in scripture, whatever comes next is really important. The poor woman has given more than anyone for they all threw out of their abundance, but she threw out of her poverty. She gave out of her want all she had. She gave her whole life. She's not lauded by Jesus. She is just noticed. And she represents the ongoing exploitation of the poor by the temple elite. 
Jesus points her out and in essence says, see what I mean. See what I mean. And then here is a telling coda to the story. Immediately after the widow leaves the temple, Jesus leaves too. And as he does, an odd disciple invites Jesus to admire the temple's mammoth stones and impressive buildings. And Jesus' response is quick and cutting. Not one of these stones will be left one upon the other. They will all be thrown down. Marquis de Lafayette was a French officer who provided invaluable assistance to George Washington and the struggling American army. And after the war was over, he returned to France and he resumed his life as a farmer of many estates. And in 1783, the harvest was a terrible one. And there were many who suffered as a result and Lafayette's farms were really unaffected by the devastating crop failures. And one of his workers offered what seemed to be good advice to Lafayette. The bad harvest has raised the price of wheat. This is the time to sell. And after thinking about the hungry peasants in the surrounding villages, Lafayette disagreed and said, no, this is the time to give. Folks, God blesses us individually and corporately, not just for our own benefit, but also so that we can be a blessing to others who are in need. And the tendency to hoard and to try to build up more and more is a very dangerous one. And the best antidote to greed is to be a generous giver. So the grand takeaway for me today is this. Jesus notices the widow. He sees what everybody else is clearly too busy and self-absorbed to see. It is the greatest redemptive part of this story. Jesus' eyes are ever on the small, the insignificant, the hidden. And so what did he notice? Well, it's hard to know for sure, but I'll just guess. I think that he noticed the widow's courage. It took courage to walk up and make that kind of gift alongside those who put in so much more. But it took even more courage to give every last bit of security that she had in life. It wasn't much but it was all that she had. And I think Jesus might have noticed her dignity. She must have had to straighten her back when her widowhood made her worthless, expendable to the other persons in her society. She just had to trust that her gift had value in God's eyes. And this morning we honor our veterans. And we thank them for giving all of themselves in service to something greater than any one person. And we thank them for their commitment and their willingness to set aside their own lives for a time that more might have a sense of security. We thank you all 
for doing all of that. But we also recognize a system in our world that is slightly askew, where people still die violent deaths warring over land or ideals or slights or feuds. And we raise our cry once again today for peace that we might see the day in our own lifetimes when no one need make the ultimate sacrifice on a battlefield. We pray for peace. We pray for an end to violence. We pray for a deeper appreciation for all of life. And we pray that all would have enough to enjoy life and make positive contributions to a just and caring world. May it be so. Please just be kind. Amen.